Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ. And find us at Facebook, also at Lakes, Woods, and Irons, and also Podcast One. Chris, uh, we wait for this week all winter long, and uh, it's finally here, Masters Week, and uh, uh, the golf season really starts in earnest, I think, for a lot of people with Masters Weekend. Well, it certainly starts for us in the Midwest uh, this week, and gosh, the uh, you know highly anticipated, and it looks like it's going to be a, a fantastic week in Augusta, and watching uh, the drive, chip, and putt on Sunday, and and the Augusta women's uh, national or Augusta national women's amateur over the weekend, it's uh, certainly got me fired up for the week. Boy, yeah, it's got a lot of good players have just won recently, including uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Dustin Johnson not too long ago uh, with the uh, also being defending champion in the fall. So, And uh, also Bryson. Bryson just won not too long ago. So, boy, as far as the top ten goes, there's some red-hot golfers right now. Yeah, it's certainly, you know, it, there's, a, there's always a great field going into this. But uh, uh, it... You know the, the notable exception, and Tiger not being there is a uh, is gonna um, that's gonna be kind of, well. He hasn't played. I should say it's not gonna be strange because he's missed a number of them in recent years. But um, yeah, after winning the last one in April, right? Uh, it's a shame that it, that he's not back. Uh, and it's um, I'm I'm really surprised that that Brooks Kepka is actually in the field after having knee surgery and supposedly having a dislocated knee, but, uh, boy, coming into the tournament, I think you've got, uh, Dustin Johnson's playing great. Uh, I think we're going to see Rory have a great week, uh, even though he hasn't played real, real well in the last month or so. Uh, Justin Thomas is, is, is playing well. Uh, Jordan Spieth winning last week is fantastic. Uh, it's always, you know, there's only been a couple times where the where the winner has won uh, uh, the week before the Masters. Phil Mickelson being the most recent one in uh, 2003. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but uh, you know, it, it it it's all it's always the best tournament of the year, and I, I I can't wait to get it started. Spieth is always such a he's kind of a humble guy, you know, and uh, he uh, he just kind of took his medicine and worked his way through everything, and he kept telling everybody, "Well, no, I don't think I'm done winning," you know, I'm. Yeah, uh, I'm working at it. I'm getting closer and uh, uh, and breaking it down and going back to his his team that he loves to talk about, uh, his coach and his caddy who he stuck with and re- never really hesitated that it was either of those two's fault. He kind of took it all on himself and uh, after the tournament was just kind of the humble guy he's always been, which was fun to see. He had to be thrilled though. Oh yeah, I think. It's such a, a weight's been lifted off his shoulders. I mean, there 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 are not too many players that there are higher expectations placed on on the PGA Tour, and especially with the you know in his young career how well he played, and then uh, uh, you know it's kind of come out now that he that he had a that he's had a wrist injury that uh, has plagued him, which has caused him to adjust his grip a little bit. And Boy, when you make a, a grip change, that uh, that affects how you square the club face and change how you know kind of the sequencing of your swing. So, um, but I, you know, gosh, he he's certainly played well the last 
uh, five or six tournaments. And it, it's really fun to see him back in the winner's circle because he, he's so good for golf and uh, he's such an exciting player to watch. We'll have uh, Chuck Kletkatsky with us today and also uh, kind of a, a girl that you've been familiar with for many years, Chris, a Minnesota girl who was just at Augusta last, or in, at, I should say, yeah, at Augusta last week trying to uh, qualify with the uh, Women's Amateur Tournament, which is uh, such a smashing success. And it's Kate Smith, correct? Yeah, Kate Smith from De- Detroit Lakes. Uh, we're anxious to have her on the show, and uh, she had a great showing at, uh, uh, you know, the Augusta National Women's Amateurs quickly become the number one or two women's amateur event in the, in the country. So uh, thrilled for her to play and neat to see her play well there. We'll be back with more Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You're listening to 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to 1380 KLIZ. Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. Available at 1380 KLIZ and also Facebook, Lakes, Woods, and Irons page. Check that out. And also Podcast One. Chris, very special guest coming off a great experience, and uh, I'll let you handle the introductions. Yeah, I want to welcome Kate Smith to the show. Kate is a Detroit Lakes High School grad, a five-time Class 2A state champion in Minnesota, and in her fifth year at the University of Nebraska. Kate, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We wanted to have you on the show. You just uh, finished up playing in the second annual Augusta National Women's Amateur. Congratulations on your appearance there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a, an experience of a lifetime for sure. I bet it was. So those who don't know, you, you, uh, you're you actually the overnight first-round leader. It, uh, it was really cool to see on the leaderboard. You were, uh, what, four under through 12 holes when play stopped? Yes, that's correct. And then you had yeah. to, you kind of got on the bad side of the draw. You had to come out the next morning and play the the last uh, six holes and and finish the day at even par and then uh, what t- tell us about the the second round and how that all played out yeah so yeah definitely nice uh, sleeping on the lead but um, a lot of pressure and a lot a lot more cameras than I'm used to so um, going into the second round obviously I was I was grateful to be in contention and uh, wanted to go out and make some more birdies and um, hang in there but uh Kind of the course showed its teeth in the afternoon. Um, I think any girl could say it was probably uh, one of the harder courses they've played. Lots of long irons and hybrids into holes and um, made some bogeys and got myself in a tough situation kind of around the cut line and um, hard my last hole to get in the playoffs. So definitely not how the day started, but um, that's golf. No, that's for sure. And it, it's a, it's such a hard tournament. How, how did you qualify for the for the women's am? Yeah, so it's um, based off of rankings. Uh, it's the top thirty in the U.S. and then um, the top thirty international, and then the rest are um, there's like twelve uh, committee picks. So um, I was ranked thirty one in the U.S. and luckily Rose Zhang is number one in the world. She won the U.S. am. So that kind of that's an exemption in and of itself. So it sure. to me to 30, and I got in that way. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, want to talk about the tournament, but tell us a little bit about your career at, at Nebraska. You you graduated from from Detroit Lakes, and uh, you went to University of Nebraska, and you've had you've had a fabulous college career there. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really wonderful. Um, I've had some some success here, and definitely uh, gotten a lot better. And they've 
provided me with a lot of resources to get better. So um, college golf has been uh, exactly what I, I dreamed of. Um, we've had a couple team victories since I've been here and uh, just secured my first individual victory this spring. So, yeah, it's been awesome and it's been a great opportunity for me. That's great. And with, with COVID, all college athletes were going to have in a, kind of an additional year of eligibility. Did you take that year or is, is this year your fifth year already or fifth year because of redshirt? Yeah. So I, I um, had the opportunity in COVID. I was, I was going to graduate during the quarantine and, um, and I got the opportunity to come back. So this is kind of my bonus year. I've been calling it as an amateur golfer. It's really been kind of a, you know, second chance on everything. Uh, I've qualified from my first USAM, um, played in another uh, a few other really prestigious amateur events, and then obviously got to play at Augusta. So uh, it's been it's been a huge uh, opportunity for Nebraska to let me have that hardship year, and I've been trying to take advantage of it the best I could. Well, that's great. Well, you're certainly off to a good start with a, a win in college, and then getting to play in in the Augusta Am. So take take us through the week, Kate. How did uh, how did everything take place, and what what was your week like? Yeah, um, so they kind of set up your plane flights for you. They they pay for them. So my brother and I uh, arrived, and, you know, all, they have all your meals, everything. They gave me a bag of tea prizes and Augusta National gear and stuff like that right away. Um, so that was fun, and then it kind of keeps going. Um, we had our practice day. We had a practice round at Champions Retreat, which is, um, I never heard of the course much, but it's gorgeous. It's a 3-9 facility that's very private, very nice. So that was a treat in and of itself. And then um, the night before the first round, we have a chairman's dinner. So we got to go um, to Augusta National and uh, walk around and then have, have dinner um, in their clubhouse. And every every girl had a green jacket uh, member at their table. So that was very cool. And um, then you kind of go into the week and play your couple rounds and um, just just the way they treat you was I mean their whole goal for the event was trying to treat the players exactly like the masters participants are treated so the way you get invited the the stuff you get um, I mean one day I came back and there was like a, a necklace in a box on my bed like it was pretty amazing and um then we have our practice round at Augusta National. All 82 girls got to play the practice round there, um, whether you made the cut or not. And they, you get a local caddy and um, the whole thing. So it was great. And I stayed to watch the final round, which um, there's some really good golf out there. So, yeah, it was a full week of golf, and um, it was really fun. Oh, how cool. So the the first two days were at Champions Retreat. That Was, was that Wednesday and Thursday? Yes, it was, yep. And then did you get to play the practice on Friday at Augusta National? Yeah, yep, I played Friday. I was the first one off, so that was nice. You were the first one off? Yeah, yep, off of one. So it was was cool. It was a very surreal experience and uh, (laughs) obviously an amazing course. Okay, lots of familiar faces for you. If you're 30th or so, the the girls just ahead of you, uh, you play against them in a lot of tournaments over the course of the last couple of years? Yes and no. Yeah, there's um, obviously a lot of uh, girls I have played with, but also not at all as well. I mean, some of the best players in the field are from 
Sweden or um, Europe, and we don't always get to see those girls. So, um, like Grant and Lindblad and um, some of those girls were nice to see and see how they prepare for an event and compete against them. I mean, a lot of other events, there might be an asterisk of, oh, this girl's playing overseas or whatever, but, um, you know, this event, all the great girls are there. And so um, what a pleasure to play in that field. What's the future hold for you in the world of golf, Kate, do you think? Yeah, so we have, um, I'm finishing up my fifth year. We have conference and hopefully postseason. And then um, I'm looking to turn professional this summer and start playing in some uh, smaller tour events that uh, don't require qualifiers. And then this fall, I'll go to Q School to try to earn my tour card. Well, probably Augusta. But, the pressure of Augusta might help you in, with the pressure of Q School. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I think so. It was a great experience. Kate, tell me, on uh, you, you, you were in a four-way playoff to make the cut, correct? And so was that more nerve-wracking, or was the COVID test to know <laughs> that you were going to get to play more nerve-wracking? <laughs> You're, you're spot on, though. I, uh, my whole family got to go, and we were, I mean, terrified for that test because uh, we, I don't know how much you guys followed it, but the, all three girls that went to the University of Texas got COVID, so they couldn't play in the field. And, oh. I mean, that one test would take you out of the whole week. So, um, yeah, I was definitely just happy to be there safely and uh, have everything go well in that way. So were were you wrapped in bubble wrap the couple of weeks before the tournament just so you a little bit yeah coach said okay you should stop going to workouts stop doing a few things and I mean we're we're in a bubble because of our collegiate sport already but um my coach made sure I was like in even more of a bubble so I'm kind of happy to not have that hanging over my head anymore. But, uh, you know, I'll stay safe. But, yeah, I think we all were, were extra cautious going up to that event. How often do you have to get tested? I know one of the, one of the girls that I, that I coach who plays college golf, their team is tested, I, I think it's every week. Yeah, we test three times a week wow. for the athletic department. And then every two weeks for the school. And then every time before we travel so i mean i've probably i've been probably tested in the 50s 60s time times so yeah i'm familiar with it <laughs> oh my gosh can't imagine not the glamorous part but competing is always fun so i'll, <laughs> I'll do anything for that well that's fantastic and what what's the rest of your season look like in the school year yeah, so we have um, Indiana's invite um, in a week, and then Big Ten's um, shortly after that. And then um, I'll come up to Minnesota for a U.S. Open qualifier and then go to regionals, which can we can be sent to any sites across the country. So that's kind of what it's looking like. Well, fantastic. We'll, we'll get everybody fo following you for the rest of the season and uh, rooting for you, and hopefully if you finish out the year and your college career strong. Can fans follow well, you somewhere, Kate? Yeah. Um, usually most of our tournaments are put on golfstat.com is where you can follow. Um, Huskers.com uh, posts our uh, results after each event. So those are kind of the two sites that, that you could find some, some info. Sure appreciate you joining us, Kate. It's fun to kind of get inside the ropes there and hear what uh, all you ladies uh, uh, got to accomplish and, and experience. Man, how, how thrilling. 
Yeah, well, thanks for having me, and hopefully you guys are getting out on the course now and it's warming up, so have a good season. Thanks so much, Kate. Bye. Thanks, Kate. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ and also available on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons. We want you to go to Facebook this year and uh, like it, and then uh, there'll be a form to fill out, and you can uh, click through there and win. This week we have second swing gift cards for you, two $25 second swing gift cards, randomly selected, but you have to go to Facebook, get registered, and we'll announce the winners next week. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ. The fan also uh, find us at Lakes Woods and Irons on Facebook, and also podcast one at Lakes Woods and Irons. Chris Foley, we've got a colleague of yours and a guest we have on uh, multiple times each year. I'll let you handle the introduction. Yeah, welcome. Want to welcome back to the show, first time for the season, Chuck Klasky, the director of golf at Craigens Legacy Courses. How I are you, Chuck? Know. I'm great. The golf season has begun again in Brainerd, so that's a wonderful time of year. Yeah, yeah exactly right. On, on we're on bonus time right now. Yes, we were scheduled to open the golf courses around April 14th, and we managed to open on April 2nd this year. So that's one of the four earliest times we've ever done this since 1998. So it's exciting uh, to get players out here and join the golf course. And and uh, we had great weather last week. Now this week's been a little cooler, but uh, we're, we'll get there. No question. There certainly seems to be a lot of pent-up demand for people to get out. It's great to see the excitement that, uh, you know, kind of we saw last year when golf could be played outside. People definitely enjoyed it, and a lot of people came back to the game, and that has continued. Our membership sales, we had a great uh, spring uh, membership sign-up, and our leagues are, are forming, and, and people are excited to play. So it's, uh, it's neat to see the, the excitement at the Par 3 course and at our, our championship courses. Chuck, exciting things happening there at Cragen's. Um You've got uh, Tom Lehman involved. Not, not everybody knows about that, but why don't you, you talk about that just a little bit. It's, uh, it's down the road. It's going to be fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a fabulous uh, project that we're just starting uh, this week. We've been in talks with the city and the county for, for months now, but uh, we've got our final approvals, and the Tom Lehman design team is going to build us an additional nine holes here at the Legacy, as well as remodel the existing 36 holes that we have currently. So... That's a huge, uh, huge project, and it's going to really change the change the uh, look of the facility. We're going to put new sand in the bunkers and remove a lot of the bunkers to help the playability and the, the drainage and the maintenance of the golf course. Um, but exciting new uh, new holes. So we haven't built new holes here in a long time. So it's exciting to do that. Uh, we'll end up at the end of this. We'll have an 18-hole golf course and then a 27-hole golf course all out of the same legacy clubhouse. So we'll have 45 holes as well as the par three nine. So a lot of golf. Removing sand. So you've been getting my emails, Chuck. I did. I did. We <laughs> brought it up with the committee and it finally, it took, uh, it took 18 years of lobbying, but we finally, uh, finally listened. Yeah. Did a lot of excavating in there. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, can you, can you take us through how those changes are going to be and where the new nine is and, what the 27 holes that are going to be available this year are? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, Chris, this year because of the construction project, we've closed Bobby's back nine to start to start the year. So we'll operate a 27-hole golf course in 2021, and then as well in 2022, and then hopefully in 23, all the all the holes will be open. So uh, the new construction is to the east of our current golf courses. It's all uh, connected, 
and there's going to be about 69 golf home sites that will be available for purchase uh, in July or starting in July or August of this year, and the holes will um, meander through through the, that housing complex. Um, but so right now, like I said, the the 27 holes that we have available uh, will rotate in the next two years. But right now we've got Bobby's front and then the entire Dutch course open. So we'll operate it as a 27 hole course. Chuck, when the golf course is completed, will the all five nines come back to the clubhouse? The design of the new facility, the master plan has the uh, new layman 18 starting at the clubhouse and return and ending at the clubhouse. But the turn will be out in the, across the lake. So that will be an outgoing 18 hole golf course and we'll build a new halfway house out there so we can have burgers and sandwiches and refreshments. Um, and then the other three nines, Chris, all will start and end at the clubhouse. So, um, but we're excited that all four of the, all four of the um, sets of courses all end, end at the clubhouse at least. So it's, uh, it's going to be pretty neat. There's some substantial changes on, on Dutch back nine um, with some rerouting of the holes and things that people will uh, like. It'll help the playability of the golf course and hopefully help the fun. Well, it's fascinating the uh, the strategy that goes into it, uh, Chuck. You've been how many how many years looking into this? Well, it's interesting because we've been, you know, when we built the facility originally in 1997, um, Trent Jones had drawn four golf courses for us, and uh, this is sort of the culmination of it. But the Layman Design Group has really looked at the property a little bit differently and you know, maximize some of the, the scenic areas. And that entails changing some of the holes, but it definitely is going to improve those holes and the, uh, the green complexes and things like that. So it'll be a, a big construction project, but when it's done, the facility is really going to, really going to look great. Yeah. Chuck, how, how much is Tom Lehman actually involved in it? I know he has an architecture partner. How much time will he spend here, you know, during construction and those type of things? It's exciting. He's been here about three times already this year, and he'll be back on the week of the 19th. Um, so he's very hands-on. He's excited about a Minnesota project, and we figure there's probably eight to ten trips that he'll make this summer um, to, to the project. And then his uh, lead designer, Chris, will be here even more frequently than that. And Matt McKinnon, our superintendent, longtime superintendent since 1998, has uh, is the project manager on this thing. So Matt will really be a key component in, in making this all, all flow and also so that we can keep 27 holes open for everyone to come out and enjoy the legacy. So the other thing that's kind of exciting is that the project, because we're construct or reconstructing Bobby's back nine, people will be able to see um, the progress kind of as it's going. It won't be like it's just out in the woods and no one knows what's going on until we open in 23. So I think it's really going to be neat to see uh, the progress and as the color of the sand changes and all that kind of stuff. It's just going to be, uh, be fun to see happening while we're still out here playing. Do, do they go in order or are they kind of doing different holes at different times and doing greens at one point, bunkering? How, how does that process work? The construction process uh, is more on a hole-by-hole -hole basis. Um, so a lot of times they'll be building and shaping the, the entire hole and the green at the same time. Um, putting in irrigation or changing irrigation and that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm sure Matt could speak to that a little bit better <laughs> with some, some more accuracy. But uh, the 
and we're, it's kind of interesting, Chris, too, because the reconstruction or the remodel, you know, it's got a little bit different team than the new construction um, just because of, of, you know, we're trying to not impact the, the stuff that's here, you know, or minimally impact what's here. Um, obviously, in new construction, there's nothing there, so you're not worried about uh, wrecking anything that's already got grass on it. Yeah, I know it, it, a, a remodel or reconstruction is kind of like having your house remodeled. You, you have to live amongst it while it's being done. It's not as uh, convenient as building a new house or building a new golf course. <laughs> right, that's that's very true. And that's one of the things that we've had some modifications to our leagues this year. Um, we have leagues a lot at the Legacy. There's a Monday night two-person scramble league. There's a Tuesday night ladies league. And then our men's league that we've had for a long time uh, has traditionally been on Thursday nights. Well, this year it's expanded. We've got 30 teams signed up for men's league and we're going to play, um, on Wednesday night and Thursday night now, uh, because of the 27 hole layout. So we get, uh, get some extra, extra league nights at the legacy. So it's exciting to, uh, get those things started. Yeah. You guys do a wonderful job with the league night. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Highlight of the week, really get together with the boys and, uh, and have a little fun. Yeah, it's, uh, the men don't have quite as good a time as the ladies' night, but uh, <laughs> they still manage to have a good time. But no, it's fun. All of the all of the groups are, are a joy to uh, to uh, take care of, and our golf package bookings for the season are, are going strong as well. So we're looking forward to a great year, and uh, we're glad you guys are back on the air and helping spread the spread the word of golf. Chris mentions like remodeling a house, so you got to have a lot of the uh, can everybody just get along conversations. With all well, you, all you, especially all you people that are in, involved out there, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. The restaurant uh, we got a great crew in in there, and uh, our food and beverage director is doing a good job of giving us some different offerings and and things at the grill, as well as at Irma's Kitchen and all that. So we're looking forward to a great summer. Chuck, how can uh, people get involved in the league if they're not already? So there's details online at Craigens.com, or they can call us out at the golf shop, and we'll. We'll talk you through uh, becoming a member and then and then uh, getting you on a on a league night. And that uh, phone number is two one eight eight two five two seven eight nine. And we're open seven days a week. Or stop on out and see us. We'll have you on uh, throughout the year, hopefully a couple of times, Chuck, and also maybe get Mac on and and uh, talk about things that are happening out that way as well. So, absolutely. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Welcome to the twenty twenty one golf season. <laughs> yes. That's Chuck Kletkatsky, Director of Golf at the Craigens Golf Courses. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. And uh, find us on Facebook at Lakes, Woods, and Irons and Podcast One as well. In fact, uh, we're going to have you register for a prize here this first week, and you can do that on Facebook. We'll get a little bit of that right at the end of the show. We've got... uh, some gift cards to Second Swing, so that's nice. We'll be giving away those for a few weeks and try to find some golf packages as well. So we're going to have a little fun this year with the giveaways on the Facebook page of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Chris, uh, pretty much every golfer's favorite week or one of their top two or three weeks of the year is right now, and uh, you uh, kind of had that experience taken away from you now two years in a row, and you've been kind of a regular down there. Not necessarily on the grounds, uh, but some of the time on the grounds, and uh, and also working down there during Masters Week. Yeah, you know, I, I spend at least some or a large part of the week right on the grounds and at the tournament, but I've done a lot of work in and around the, the tournament. But uh, yeah, it's only my my 
third the third time I've missed uh, being in Augusta. Uh, third time in 21 years. So no kidding. Last wow. Fall, yeah, la- last fall and uh, uh, now here in April. It, uh, so two in a row there, and it's gosh, it, I think it's been 12 or 13 years before since the last time I missed it. But it's uh, you know I really didn't. I really didn't miss it in November because it didn't seem like the right time of the year, but uh, I am definitely uh, longing for Augusta uh, right now. It uh, doesn't doesn't feel quite right to be uh, home watching it <laughs> rather than uh, right there. You've talked about it before. What a what a cottage industry it is uh, for that whole uh, area around Augusta. Yeah, it's really amazing. the The town of Augusta is. Uh, I, th- I think it's uh, three or three hundred fifty thousand people, uh, but you know it's amazing what happens Masters Week, and so many businesses um, are really their their whole year is made in that one week, and a, a place like Champ- uh, Champions Retreat where they where Kate Smith played the first two rounds of the Augusta Women's Am, that that golf course is built really solely for masters week and it it's quite a facility the lodging they have there they have these wonderful uh, cottages that are just great and, and, the, and then the two golf courses and um you know people people rent their homes for the for the week and um it really the economy the, the masters is such a huge part of the economy and such a big part of people's lives in in Augusta. I mean, spring break takes we place Masters Week. People rent their homes out and and probably pay for a good portion of their mortgage for the whole year during that week, or they pay <laughs> for their vacation home or their kids' college educations. And uh, people they build their houses with the Masters in mind and being able to you know leave for the week and rent them out. And, uh, just all the, the restaurants and uh, there's, you know, these hospitality uh, homes or buildings kind of around the outskirts of Augusta National that are really just used that one week of the year. And again, just built with that purpose in mind. So it, it's quite a deal. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it's such, such a cool experience to get to go see it and, and experience it. As far as the facilities and on the grounds, Chris, any uh, any changes this year that you know of? As far as they, Masters is not shy about uh, making changes when they feel like they need to to the golf course. Yeah, you know they um, mo- most of the changes or any changes that they've made in the last two years have been more um, operational things. Uh, Augusta National has been in the process for. A number of years now buying up property around Augusta National, and uh, Augusta National, kind of the border roads of it are, are Washington and, and Berkman's, um, and then uh, can't think of the other road, but they on Washington Road, it's it's primarily uh, commercial property, and they there there was a strip mall directly across the street from from Augusta National. That uh, that they've bought and, and they're uh, they're I, I'm not sure what in process there, but they they're building a television compound over there. They're building some um, some type of, of lodging, I think, for staff and and that and uh, masters personnel. And 
uh, you know, it's, it's nice, amazing. When they do something, they do it right, and it uh, fits in so well with everything else. But there's actually a tunnel system that goes where you go underneath the road and uh, to get to that television compound, and um, they build additional parking. And pretty, it's just amazing what they do there. And uh, we heard a little bit last week with the uh, women's amateur, the some of the different commentators uh, saying a lot of things you've said because you've been there many, many times. Uh, the uh, the terrain is much more hilly than uh, most people think when they see it on television, and the greens uh, are almost indescribable, Chris. Yeah, both. You know, there's there's so much um, the the amount of elevation change from from the clubhouse to. Uh, uh, for instance, to, to the 11th green, which is probably the, the lowest point on the golf course, is, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's in the neighborhood of 350 or 400 feet. So it's a, a big change in elevation. The, ba- the golf course is basically kind of built on a, on a hillside. Uh, but the greens have so much more slope than you can. Um, TV just doesn't do it justice, and and occasionally you, you know you see these putts that have this huge amount of break to them. Well, it's just, that's just that you know there's so much slope to them, and and even though the greens are big, they're very small because they have, you know, they all have three or four or five um, quadrants to them, and and that's the approach play is so important there to to get get the ball in the right portion of the green to be able to have any chance of of making birdie or par and avoiding three putts. So uh, TV just doesn't, never, never does the, the golf course justice because you can't really see slope. It's one of the true uh, tests of uh, the veteran guys seem to uh, kind of go up uh, year after year at Augusta for many years until their games wane a little bit. But the experience uh, and uh, knowing where to hit it, knowing where to putt it, I was talking to somebody who had played there and, and uh, they said, when when if you get a try to get a caddy from the club, and when the caddy says put it to here, you better put it to here because yeah. he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, uh, you, you definitely wouldn't want to play uh, Augusta National for the first time with, without a caddy, or or ever for that matter, because uh, uh, there's definitely a lot of local knowledge, and uh, uh, you definitely want to want to follow what they say is. As Trip Bowden has, has told us before in his segments on Augusta, yeah, yeah, we had uh, Trip on last week with the cookbook uh, uh, from a previous year, and that was a great. Uh, they do everything right, You're, including their television coverage, Chris. There's no really better viewing experience than watching the Masters on television. It's limited uh, commercial time. Uh, it's a premium, obviously, for the two or three sponsors that they have, but uh, it sure makes uh, watching golf for like 56 minutes an hour pretty nice <laughs> yeah I, I i'm i'm hoping that uh, you know that they continue with some of the things from the masters in in november they the tv coverage of that event was was so great because they for the first time ever they used all that drone footage yeah um, yeah and you know like a lot of the tour events you get to see so much of more of the golf course because of um no 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 patrons or fans there. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that that's handled this year. I, I hope that continues. Right. Uh, it's, it sounds like there are going to be a lot more patrons there this year than, uh, than what I had had previously heard and uh, pretty full, 
full galleries all week. It sounds like based on uh, early coverage and and uh, uh, by the look on on TV so far. And do you think Bryson's going to be in full attack mode, Chris? Well, he's certainly prepping that way. <laughs> they had some footage of VJ watching him yesterday. <laughs> he was yeah, just he, in awe. What a, what a machine he was, just swinging as hard as he can, time after time after time. And you know, VJ had the reputation of being the hardest working guy on tour for about twenty years. Yeah, no, there aren't too many guys that hit more balls than than VJ did, but. Uh, I, w- I would say Bryson is <laughs> right right in his league or has exceeded it, but uh, it, that was a very interesting segment when VJ was watching him, and that that's part of his speed training. And I think as the week goes on, he he tapers that down, but he he, he hits something like a hundred golf balls as hard and as fast as he can. <laughs> so he's he's basically you know. Teeing it up as, as soon as he, that ball may be not even landed, and he's teeing up the next one and and going at it as as fast as he can. And uh, they said it's they they recorded a couple ball speeds that were uh, uh, over 200 miles an hour, which is pretty amazing. So <laughs> that's saying yeah. he's you know he's he's getting his swing up there around the uh, 230 235 mark, which it's uh, it's non-human. It is. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I want to thank our guests, uh, Chuck Kletkatsky and Kate Smith, for joining us today. And uh, everybody enjoy the Masters as this airs. It's Saturday morning, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's moving day and all those kind of fun things. So, Chris, have a great weekend. You as well, Mac. You're listening to 1380 KLIZ and also find Lakes, Woods, and Irons on Facebook. In fact, this year on the Lakes, Woods, and Irons Facebook page, you'll have a chance to win. You can uh, just like the Facebook page, then uh, you'll find a, a form to fill out and you could win. And this week it's a couple of uh, gift cards to Second Swing Golf, $25 gift cards. Just uh, register. We'll have random winners and we'll announce those winners next week on the show. Thanks for listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.